Hello, Monetization Nation. In this episode, I'm joined by Kashim Mia, or Cash. Cash is the VP of brand marketing at a fintech startup called Go Henry. Cash has spent more than 12 years in a variety of marketing roles, from content marketing to growth marketing to brand building. Uh, he's previously worked at other tech companies such as Shutterstock and Fiverr. And we are excited to have you on the show today. Thanks for joining us, Cash. Thanks for having me, Nathan. So can you start start off by telling us something that you are super passionate about? Uh, um, interesting topic. So I'm, I'm really passionate about community building, community marketing. I think um, I've spent a good chunk of my career spending time with users, spending time with folks within the community and talking to them about what gets them excited about being either part of a brand or utilizing uh, the brand and building a business on top of that. And so um, I get excited when I talk to users, not just for what you normally would assume is just product feedback, but I get excited because you start to get real stories about why people do certain things. And that's incredibly powerful when you're thinking about marketing and building a business or building a brand, because what community marketing does is brings credibility. You get passionate members who are at the forefront being uh, open about what they want from you. And as a result of that, you get to have conversations with them that you wouldn't be able to if you're just sending a newsletter or if you're just sending out social messaging. And it helps solidify what the brand is and, and makes people want to be a part of something bigger than just a, a, being a customer or a member. Okay, well, let's dive into that a lot deeper. Let's pretend that I'm a consulting client and I've hired you to help me with my community building and community marketing. Um, can you take me through the steps of, of what you would have me do and, and what, what advice you would give to me and, and maybe some stories that you can share of other companies that have done community building and community marketing well? For sure. Um, I'll start with a story because I think it's, it captures some of the steps really well. So uh, when I joined Fiverr, it was pretty early on. I was one of the first marketing hires on the team. We didn't even have our an office, it was a tiny little co-working space, a room um, in Midtown. And my first responsibility was to really understand who, who do we have in the community today? You know, what are they doing? What are, how can we actually activate them to spread the brand message across uh, different channels from forums to social uh, to content? And the first thing we did, and I think this is one of the steps that many brands often forget is we looked at um, two different areas. One was who are our most active members today? What do they do? Which categories do they fall under? And do we have an existing relationship with them? And then on the other side is, how do we start to engage our entire community, all of our members today? And so we ran a, a massive survey with our seller community. We started with the seller community for a couple of reasons. One, seller communities, uh, they were passionate about the platform. They wanted to make money on the side. Most of those members at the time didn't um, look at it as a full-time job. It was something they did on the side. And most of us know that if you're doing a side gig, probably more passionate about the side gig than your day-to-day -day work. So you can start to tap into uh, this emotional nature of what they're trying to build on top of the platform. So when we ran both of them, both of those efforts um, in parallel, what we noticed is that the most passionate users also tend to be the ones that give us the most feedback. And then we took the information out of the survey and sort of some of the, the almost qual research with uh, more our engaged members and we started to put them in little groups. And it started early on with Skype groups. Uh, we, put, we put together five Skype groups and these community members all varied from uh, how much money they made on the platform to how active they were, how much communication did they have with us through different channels. 
And those groups ended up becoming uh, almost like feedback pods for us. And the, the one that we had at the um, highest end were people that we thought could be brand ambassadors, folks that could go out there and sort of bring the rest of the community together in a variety of different ways. But at the um, sort of bottom end, we also had community members who we thought could represent the brand well in our own marketing channels, uh, whether on the forum. But and, and in return, what we did for them was we promoted their business. We uh, gave them an opportunity to look at the product early on. They gave us feedback on how do we build the product for them. And I think that was really key when you think about community building is being able to offer the community something that's unique, that is not just a promo, that is not just uh, some sort of monetary incentive, but that community felt like they were part of building the brand. And that was very true. Uh, they had a chance to really look at the product. Uh, we consulted them whenever we were about to release uh, major features. And some of the features that ended up becoming a big part of the success of Fiverr was feedback from the community. Um, so I think like if you were to break down the steps, it's really just looking at what you have today and picking those like, users that are really passionate about who you are as a brand and what you believe in, and then putting them in a situation that allows them to share feedback that doesn't feel like market research or user research. It needs to feel like it's a two-way street where they're getting some sort of benefit out of the, the brand working directly with them. And then build, build them into the process of either product building or marketing. Uh, again, it, they don't have to be then part of the whole process, but make them feel like they're actually helping and show that. And I think that's something what uh, most brands forget is that they do the research, they work with community members, but they don't show what that effort looks like. What we did early on was whenever a feature came out, we thanked the, the members either in the forums or we brought them on into our community-led podcast. So they talked about how they actually helped uh, build those particular features. I love that. I, I can't tell you how how much I get, how often I get survey requests from companies. And, you know, I ignore 95% of those. And it, it's just a time issue, right? Not that that company didn't do a good job for me, but um, there's really nothing in it for me, right? And, and my time is better spent somewhere else. And I, I love that you're talking about making sure that as you're giving that feedback, there's something in it for them. And, and you've talked about getting them on your podcast or giving them recognition on the show. Um, any other advice of, of what you could give to your community members to, so there's something in it for them? Give them time. Um, I think we forget often that there's someone at, at the end of it. It's a human being and relationship, just like we have relationship with colleagues, friends, and family. They want that same um, amount of time and effort to going after a community member and saying, would you like to be a part of the brand is, is one approach. But if you've made an effort to actually spend time with them, get to know who they are as a person, why they actually are on the platform, all of a sudden that ask becomes um, a very minimal. It, it doesn't feel like you're asking them to do something big. They'll do it on, um, on their own behalf and we'll get really excited about it. And we actually had a community management team that helped um, build those bridges. And early on, they would do outreach. They would find those members, talk to them. And so uh, there were a few instances where, uh, you know, we had physical events. When we meet the, the community members, and uh, we often invited ambassadors to come, it was never like they met us for the first time. Like we already knew exactly who they were, you know, who their family members were, how they interacted with our own community. So being able to spend a little more time with them, getting to know who they are, just makes it a lot easier when you are making a request or when you're asking them to do something. And again, brands tend to forget that because it takes time. It takes time to build a community and you're not going to be able to flip a switch and get as many people to participate in, in certain things, whether it's an event or a podcast. You have to spend a little bit of time to get to know who they are. I love it. 
Okay, so in addition to spending time to get to know the community members, what other steps are there? What other advice do you have for for getting that community started and launched in the beginning? It feels like this chicken and the egg where you've got to have engaged users to have a community. Um, but how do you, how do you get that going? Yeah, you know, it's a good point. Another way to look at it is if you don't have that engaged community right away, and I think we were somewhat fortunate um, at Fiverr to have a passionate engaged community early on, but we also found a lot of, a lot of um, members outside of the platform. So there were other approaches. One was um, we spent time outside of our own channels to engage community members where they spend the most time, whether that's a Facebook group, whether that's another forum, um, slowly trying to solve for their particular problems. Now, again, that presents its own challenges because it may come off as this brand is trying to get me to, to, to move over to another channel. So that's one area. Another sort of um, approach is creating content that's relevant for them. So uh, whether you bring an expertise into the fold uh, or you hire someone to really help put together a strategy of the relevant content that will make sense for that community member, that becomes a very powerful tool. And so for us, it was telling really unique stories about other community members who had been successful on the platform and using that to go out and talk to folks in other forums say, hey, look, you are building a business or you're thinking about building a business or you need services on Fiverr, why don't you come check us out? And here's an example of, of someone who's being successful that does the same thing as you do. Um, so relevant content to that user is actually really important early on, especially when you don't have an engaged community. Because what you start to see really quickly is that um, having someone that's tied to that particular service of that user, what they're trying to do and having an example, whether that's uh, an influencer or whether that's uh, someone else that's already part of your community, it makes it a lot easier to sell them onto joining your platform versus a competitor. Why would a business want to build a community? Why would they want to do community marketing? Yeah, you know, it's a question I've gotten often, uh, you know, I've, I've interviewed other worlds and it's something that comes up often. A uh, couple of ways to think about it. So what community does is it solidifies who you are as a brand. It brings people who are really excited about to, excited about to talk about your brand because they're passionate about what you bring to the table. So not every brand is going to be able to build a community. So when most brands say, yeah, we want to build a community, they may have to look at exactly what they offer um, that is beneficial to the community. And so I think for a brand, it's, it's a, the, the part of having passionate users who will go out and speak on your behalf without you having to do a lot. Um, you know, they, they're excited about your product. They'll go out and talk about it, but also brings credibility. Um, one of the, the uh, holy grails of, of marketing is that you want word of mouth marketing. Everyone wants to be the topic of conversation. And if you want to be able to do that, you have to be able to have a community that really cares about what you bring to the table, what kind of products and services that you provide for customers. And so community building makes a difference in how they uh, talk about your product with other like-minded folks. Um, and then on the, on the sort of um, tail end of that, you've got brand building. If you want to actually build a brand, having people who get what you're trying to sell really matters. And community, again, becomes a core part of that because you've got people who are going to go out there and, and talk about you, but they're going to talk about you in the way that you want to be uh, talked about. It's not going to be a marketing message. It's very authentic and they'll absorb what you have to say. So it doesn't feel like an ad. It doesn't feel like marketing message from a brand. It's the community taking what you're saying and synthesizing in the way that other members will start to understand. Yeah, I love it. And it goes back to that credibility marketing concept. What we say about ourselves is no longer credible. People don't trust what businesses are communicating, their own messaging. And so as we build a community, 
um, number one, those community members are hearing from other community members that are more credible than us. And number two, that community starts to be our voice that's communicating or one of the voices that's communicating out to the world. Exactly. And that's one of the reasons why UGC content has been so popular over the last years, right? Because all of a sudden, brands that have a ton of UGC content, whether it's on social, whether it's on their own platforms, forums, et cetera, it becomes very popular because you no longer have to speak about your products or your services or your brand. Other folks are doing it for you and they're doing it in a way that feels very authentic, right? Um, and brands still to this day continue to use UGC content um, to make sure that uh, the message gets out there without them having to spend a ton of time. Yeah. Okay. Besides at Fiverr, can you tell me another story of a company that's done a great job of community building and community marketing? Sure. So um, that was a personal example. I think um, other businesses that have done a tremendous job of building communities, two stand, uh, two comes to mind. One is Airbnb. I mean, they're a massive platform today, but their roots are, are, are truly in the community building aspect. The way they've really focused on the host and how they've developed the host community over the years um, really shines a light on what they did early on to build those foundation building blocks to be able to communicate to hosts on how to how to have the how to build a business on top of their platform or different ways to engage with um, potential hosts. Right, so um, there's there's that aspect. And if you look at the, how they started early on, there were some of these moments where you just started to see it all click. You know, one uh, big moment is when. Airbnb was um, having issues with major cities when it came when it came to those properties. Uh, you know, uh, you had um, zoning vendors who wanted to, and, yeah, like the yeah. zoning laws, all that stuff. What they did was they activated the community on their behalf to go to city hall and uh, fight for for their own rights to be able to um, have be host and um, rent out their rooms or apartments. That only happens because they put those building blocks in place, and they'll never tell you. Um, that that was really the intention, but you start to really pick that up as you're building a community. You realize people are very passionate, not just because they're making uh, money on the side, but because they've truly believed that what you're bringing to them is something that matters. Um, they want to be part of something larger. And that was really what they did early on. Even, even now, um, everything that's gone through the pandemic, um, as much as hosts have complained, there's still a fund that um, tries to bring hosts back into the conversation and into the fall. And they you're always going to make mistakes along the way, but they're still rooted in how they think about community, especially on the host side. Um, another business that really stands out, especially early on with community, and they still continue to do that today, is Wix. Uh, Wix.com, you know, website builder. What they did early on was start to put um, community in an offline setting. So early on, they put these cafes. You can go there, you hang out, they interact with you. Uh, you get a chance to meet some of the Wix members. You get to use the space for free. Later on, they started to put together these offline uh, sessions where if you're a small business, you would go to these different meetings and they would teach you something about not just the platform, but something about your business. You start to build this uh, small community around there. And then they sort of did the, the big unveiling, which is you can go to all these events in multiple states, multiple countries run by uh, the Wix community team where you get to engage with not just other, other business uh, members like yourself, but you get to meet Wix team members who will give you feedback, insights on how to build your business on top of their platform. And they still do, to this day, still do that. Some of it is, is digital, uh, but they have these offline events we've done. And I've spoken at a few of them where um, you start to see the range of uh, business owners that show up. You know, it's someone who's starting a business for the first time or someone who has a business um, but needs to go online for the first time and they're not sure how to do that, right? And so how, being a part of other like-minded folks who are struggling with the same problems, all of a sudden they don't, they don't feel like problems, but you're really there to come up with a solution. And I think they've done a really great job of 
building that community as they start to scale the business out. Of uh, what are the biggest mistakes um, you've seen with people that have tried to do community building and community marketing? Yeah, I mean, a few stand out right away. One is you kind of uh, businesses that get big really fast, uh, growth stage companies, they often start to rely on other mechanisms for growth and forget about the community. So whether that's um, no longer communicating certain um, elements of, of the growth process, either engaging the community to give product feedback or engaging the community uh, when there are events, that's one part of it that happens a lot. You know, you go big, you kind of forget about what, who's helped you along the way. Uh, but I think the mo most important part is not being transparent with the community on where you're headed. Um, it, it really makes the community feel like you've um, taken advantage of them and you haven't given anything in return. And so some of that comes through in um, no longer supporting community teams. And so you don't invest as much in the community team as the community's gotten bigger. So it's only a handful of people who are trying to manage millions and millions of customers and members. Um, and then the other part is like you've um, sort of devalued what community means to you, even though they've become um, a synonymous part of your business. And when I, when I say devalue, I mean that they're not getting the type of um, incentive and love that they might've gotten at one point. Um, so it's not that you've forgotten about who they are, but they're part of your marketing message, but you don't spend enough time with that. Um, and so I think those two things uh, often stand out. And sometimes in growth stage companies with community, it is not, it's not looked at as um, a growth lever because it is something that takes time. And when, when something takes time and you're trying to grow really fast, you tend to put it at the bottom of your priorities. And when you put it at the bottom of your priorities, um, you're going to keep forgetting about them. It just sort of chips away until it, they're no longer relevant. And um, there are a number of, of case studies of businesses who um, fall into this trap and then they try to come back and, and bring the community back into it later on. And, and it's really difficult once you um, sort of forgot about them. So if you had to give your three most important bits of advice about community building and marketing, what would be the, the three most important things that, that I need to know? Look at the data, look at the data and find the people who are most passionate about what you have, what you're selling, who you are as a brand and, and how they align with you. I think that's really important. Uh, community is fluffy on the um, surface, but below that is a lot of data and information uh, that you need to capture to uh, start spending time early with community members. It doesn't have to be uh, a ton of time early on, you know, put a, a social media manager, a community manager um, on, the, on the task force, let them spend time with some of those members, get to know them who they, get to know who they are and start building some stories out of that. Whether it's content, whether it's a blog post, start to leverage those stories uh, that you can start telling uh, to other community members and, and other customers that you want. And then the three, don't forget about the community. And I know it's easy to think about it in that way. And I'm not asking for a ton of time to be spent towards that, but constantly keeping them in mind as you're building out a go-to-market plan, as you're building out a product feature, as you're thinking about uh, tech improvements, because you'd be surprised how much information the community members can bring to the table, whether that's user research, whether that's expertise, because they themselves are um, also in the same stage as you are. Maybe they have marketing experience. Maybe they have experiencing, you'd be very surprised what they bring to the table. So constantly keeping that uh, dialogue back and forth with them um, can make a difference. Over time, you'll grow, but you, you always, you'll always be surprised what community members could do for you when it comes to like, positioning the product elsewhere. And that always comes back to be a benefit to any brand. What is your best monetization secret or strategy? Um, so I think uh, over the years, especially at um, Shutterstock, which is very much focused on 
um, performance and it's a, it's a recurring business. Um, one of the things that we try to uh, focus on early on is uh, content marketing. And we forget about um, content marketing. We often think about it in terms of just storytelling. But if you start to look at the data and, and um, try to put it back into actual customers and engagement and how, and how they stick around for a long time, you realize how important content is as part of the larger journey. It's not just bringing users in at top of the funnel, it's actually keeping them um, part of your brand and, and paying you on a monthly basis. So Shutterstock had a recurring uh, subscription, you pay on a monthly service, depends on what kind of uh, product you uh, buy, but it ranges anywhere from you know packs for a few dollars all the way to hundreds of dollars per month. And what we found um, as, as part of that journey is the more content we shared with them that give, gave them examples of what they could actually do with the assets, the more likely that they would actually stick around on the platform. They would pay on a, on a monthly basis, regardless of whether or not they need the assets, which is really important because you can easily just uh, decide you want to cancel, cancel the subscription. But when you start getting inspiration, it changes the way you think about the brand. And uh, while that's no secret to folks who are in the content marketing space who do a lot of brand building, when I talk to people who do performance marketing, they often uh, ignore it as a, oh, it's just like a, a fluffy content thing. But content plays a, a unique role in uh, keeping those numbers on. Now, if you look at at the top of the funnel, what it does is it provides a lot of value on the organic side. You're getting SEO benefits. You're getting um, content that is relevant to the particular user. It helps them make a decision on whether or not they want to select your brand versus another's. Um, so these are all like things around content marketing that. Um, most people tend to just ignore or forget, but when you start to break it down and bring it all into uh, the traditional funnel, you realize it plays a role in every single stage, um, especially for recurring um, uh, services business. If, you're, if you have a recurring um, uh, monthly service product, you have to be able to think about how content plays a role across that entire journey. So that you're providing consistent value into that recurring audience. It's consistent value. It's constant reminder of what the product that you're um, selling is all about and how they can continue to leverage it. Um, you know, one thing that I, I've come across a few performance marketers who've always said, uh, don't email customers who are kind of dormant, especially if they're paying you a monthly service because you might actually be reminding them to cancel. Um, I've actually found the opposite. What people who don't want to spend money with you, they won't spend money with you. Reminding them that one or 2%, you're reminding them uh, that they have a service. It's not the end of the world if you can continue to provide the right type of value. They only leave because you're not providing value or, or they really don't need your service. What's the, what's the point in continuing to take, take money from them? Because at some point they will realize it. Um, and so I always like laugh at that because I see how they're thinking about the business. And I know a lot of businesses who are relying on that 2%, 3% to hit certain margins. But if you really think about the type of brand you want to be and the types of services that you provide, sending an email, keeping that journey going is only going to help establish a longer term relationship with the, the user. Not sending them a notification uh, is actually doing more harm because they go out and they write reviews about they've been scammed, they, they have a cancellation process, which only takes up more time from your member services or customer service team. Thank you so much, Cash, for sharing your stories and insights with us today. Here's some of my key takeaways from this episode. Number one, building a brand community can increase customer loyalty and appreciation. Number two, the community can be our voice speaking out to the world, giving us credibility. Passionate users will speak on our behalf and others will trust their words over ours. Number three, our communities can build brand awareness. Number four, we should pick customers who are passionate about our brand to be a part of our communities. Number five, we need to show our customers what's in it for them. 
we should offer benefits for being part of our community. Number six, we should get to know our community members early on. One of the most important things we can give our community is time. Number seven, we should continually engage with our community and provide value to them. To learn more about or connect with Cash, you can find him on LinkedIn and Twitter and visit his site at medium.com forward slash at CashMia. And there's links to each of those sites on the blog post for this episode at monetizationnation.com. You can also get a free ebook about passion marketing and learn to identify and leverage the highest passions of our ideal customers at passionmarketing.com. You can also subscribe to Monetization Nation on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, our Facebook group, and on your favorite podcast platform. Thanks for joining me for this episode. I wish you success in building a community for your brand. Do you want to become a better digital monetizer? To receive great monetization stories and secrets, please go to monetizationnation.com and join free. And if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the show and share it.